Hi, I'm Damien Chiburis, vegan filmmaker and video editor for Earthling Ed, and I've been part of the vegan business tribe for nearly three years. I would like to wish them massive congratulations on reaching 100 episodes of their podcast. It really is an awesome milestone, and here's to many more. Congratulations, David and Lisa, for getting to your 100th episode from us at the team at Do Good. Our plant-based dog food has been with you since the very beginning, and we've loved growing with you. You can find out more at wearedogood.co.uk or on socials at wearedogood. All the way from Africa, this is Air Safaris 269, Vegan Safaris, JC the Clag, wishing Vegan Business Tribe a happy 100th episode. David, Lisa, you guys rock, thank you. Can't wait for you guys to come and sit around a campfire and talk long chats on safari. Thank you. Kia ora from Aotearoa, New Zealand. This is Yolanda from Yolanda Sorrel Literacy, provider of early literacy resources for teachers and parents. I have listened to every single episode of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast. I've learned so much from you. Congratulations on 100 shows. Awesome achievement. Hello and welcome to episode 100. Yes, you heard me right. Can you believe we're on our 100th episode of a Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And we started then with just a few of the messages that have come in from our Vegan Business Tribe members, helping us to celebrate this milestone of the 100th episode. And I'm going to play you a lot more of those in just a second. But I wanted to thank you for joining me on this special episode, episode 100, where I will be very much putting our Vegan Business Tribe members right at the forefront of this celebration. Because I've known for a while that we've got episode 100 coming up. And I've been thinking for some time about what could we do to make it special? We do know one or two celebrities in the vegan sector. And I was thinking about asking maybe one of them on the show or some people who have built up hugely successful big vegan businesses. But just at that moment, when I was sitting down to go through our vegan contacts book, I received an email from one of our very own Vegan Business Tribe members, Damien Shibberus. And in fact, you've already heard his congratulations message right at the start of the episode. And Damien, he is a vegan filmmaker, editor and videographer, and he works with some of the biggest names in the vegan sector. He's currently working with Earthling Ed. He's filmed for vegan activist Joey Carbstrong. But if you jump back just a couple of years ago, Damien... He had a very different life back then. So he was still making videos, but he was mainly making corporate videos. And he was working for companies that were not necessarily vegan ones. But then in 2020, just before we all got hit with COVID lockdowns, Damien received a medical diagnosis that completely changed his life. And that diagnosis led him to completely reevaluate what he was doing with his time and the direction he was taking with his career. And the reason that I decided to ask Damien onto the show and share his story for our 100th episode is because, to me, Damien is a case study in everything that it means to have a vegan business. Whenever a vegan business tribe member comes to me and asks, how do I have a vegan business? How do I transition my company to just work with other vegan companies? How can I use the skills that I've already got to help move a vegan cause forwards and if possible, earn a living from it at the same time? I have found myself saying in answer to that question on more than one occasion, Go take a look at Damien Shibberus at Short Stop Video Production. Look at where he was three years ago and look at where he is now and study how he did it. Look at how he actually makes a financially sustainable living 
working in the vegan sector. But at the same time, he makes a huge impact too. And to be honest, if we'd all done what Damien has done, we would be halfway to a vegan world right now. So in just a few moments, I'm going to share a conversation that I recorded with Damien talking about his remarkable journey from making corporate videos for anybody and everybody to now being an award-winning vegan filmmaker and editor working with people like Earthling Ed. And we're going to share every single step of how he did it. And if you are a fully signed up vegan business tribe member, and I know so many of our members listen, then you can also see the video version of this conversation in our masterclass section of the member-only Vegan Business Academy, which is sat there on our website. And like in all our masterclasses, you also get my notes where I pull out all the core important bullet points from the conversation and the things that you should be taking away. But before that, first, we have genuinely been overwhelmed and humbled by all the messages we've received from our vegan business tribe members congratulating us on getting to this episode 100 and i wanted to play a few more of them now because as i said you amazing people are at the core of everything we do it's Shabari here from World Vegan Market and I'd like to congratulate Vegan Business Tribe on reaching their 100th episode of their podcast. You've built a great community, so thank you. Congratulations, Vegan Business Tribe, on your 100th podcast episode. I'm Heather Landex, Food Inclusivity Coach Sultans. I'm in the tribe and I've been loving my personal and professional development listening to the podcast and all wonderful guests. Hi, it's Kevin here from Humane Mono Solutions. You may remember we featured in episode 59 of this podcast. I want to say huge congratulations to David and Lisa on this amazing podcast reaching 100 episodes. Happy 100th episode, David, from Coach Kimberly at Did You Bring the Hummus, aligning your spirit and your vegan lifestyle practically. Congratulations to Vegan Business Tribe for 100 episodes. Fantastic job. This is Katrina Fox, personal brand strategist for vegan and plant-based business owners. Find out more at katrinafox.com. Hey, this is MC Ronan, vegan fiction author, novelist from Aotearoa, New Zealand. Thank you so much. Congratulations for episode 100. You're such an inspiration. I learned so much from you. Thank you. So many congratulations. I've listened to almost every episode during long car rides. This is Kim from Veg Johnson Journeys. We organize small group tours around the world. Congratulations, David and Lisa, on reaching podcast number 100. We're Henry and Henry, plant-based nutrition educators and breathing re-education instructors. And we love being part of your journey. Find us at henryandhenryeu.com. This is Sandra Namoto, the content doctor and author in Vancouver, Canada. And Vegan Business Tribe is the place you want to be if you're vegan, you're in a business, and you don't want to feel alone. Congratulations on your 100th episode. You guys do great work. Keep it up. We really enjoy you all the time. I've gotten a lot out of this. My name is Donna Zeigfinger, and I'm with Green Earth Travel. Hi, this is Lucy at Woodward Hens, soon to be Happy Beaks Hen Sanctuary. Huge congratulations to the Vegan Business Tribes episode 100. Incredible. Thank you, David, Lisa and Arwen. So I rescue and rehabilitate sick ex-commercial hens and I'm writing children's storybooks about them all. Please find us at Woodward Hens. We send much feathery love. Hi, Brenda here, your trusted VA who helps you feel less stressed so you can focus on reaching your vegan business goals and make a difference. Congratulations on the 100th Vegan Business Tribe podcast. Reach out to me on brendawaldecker.com if you want to work smarter, not harder. I'm Jay, founder of Mindful Wealth. We're a vegan-owned and vegan-founded sustainable financial planning company. I help people put their money where their heart is and really make an impact with vegan-friendly and sustainable investments. David and Lisa of the Vegan Business Tribe, congratulations on 100 podcasts. Hearty congratulations from Dr. Alyssa Haransky-Beck, EnlighteningConsciousness.com. 
Congratulations, Vegan Business Tribe. We at Sparkle Vegan Events are proud members. So if you'd like to find out a bit more about what we do and come along to one of our free entry events in Southeast England, please do follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Hi everyone, my name is Hayley, the owner of wilddreams.co.za and I just wanted to wish Vegan Business Tribe a very happy 100th podcast. Hi, I'm Estelle from Chew Valley VA. I'm a virtual assistant specialising in HR processes, admin and research services. I just wanted to say a huge congratulations to David for getting to episode 100 of the Vegan Business Tribe. Happy 100th episode from Alice in New Zealand. I run Angel Food, New Zealand's first vegan cheese company. Hello, my name is Daniel Maupertuis. I just launched my vegan afternoon tea club. You can follow me on my Facebook page, freefromdesserts.com. And a huge thank you for having me in this episode 100. Massive congrats on the 100th uh, episode of Vegan Business Tribe. My name is Tom Siddons. I'm a natively multilingual performance uh, marketing and B2B sales specialist. And I'm uh, looking forward to help your business grow. Congratulations to BBT on your 100th podcast episode. I'm Coral Syrett of Zest Health. That's zest-health.com. I work with organizations to reduce costs and improve the health of their employees, providing inspirational and educational workshops and programs. Hi, this is Yaz from Healthy HR. I just want to give a big shout out to the Vegan Business Tribe for reaching episode 100 of their podcast. Absolutely amazing and well done from me. Hi guys, I'm Sophie from Studio Flora and big congratulations. I help vegan brands with their website, packaging and branding. Find me online at www.studioflora.design. This is Culture Canopy congratulating the Vegan Business Tribe on your 100th podcast episode. It's amazing to see. Culture Canopy is a people and culture consultancy working with mission-led organizations, and you can find us at culturecanopy.com. Congratulations, Vegan Business Tribe, on helping vegan businesses propel their businesses for 100 episodes. As someone who also podcasts, it is not a small feat. Here's to the next 100. Congrats from Well Vegan Travel. And just wow, thank you to everybody who sent in a recording or an email. And sorry I couldn't fit all your messages in. But we should also just say a special thank you to our sponsors as well. And our sponsors, they are also Vegan Business Tribe members, which is why I give them so much love every episode. They are companies that we know are run on vegan ethics, and we've worked with them ourselves too. And so the first of our sponsors is Cal. Karen Ridges from Mad Promotions, the vegan PR agency. And if you are looking to get your vegan business in the news, then Karen, she is the person you need to talk to. She knows absolutely everyone in the industry. And Mad Promotions, that M-A-D, that stands for Make a Difference. And that is what she will help you do. Just go look at mad-promotions.com to get in contact. And our second sponsor is the Vegan Publisher, who a lot of our Vegan Business Tribe members already know and work with. And that's founded by another amazing vegan, Matali Depakatha. And if you are looking to prove that you are an expert in your field, then Matali and her team, they will take you from zero to being a fully published author in just a few months, even if you don't have the time to write a book. And in fact, if you stick around right to the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you about a free event that we're doing with Matali on the 10th of May, 2023, that you can come and join us on. It's online on Zoom. But in the meantime, just head to theveganpublisher.com if you think you might have a business book in you. And then finally... We can't not mention Keith Lesser from Vegan Accountants here in the UK. And Keith has been a staunch supporter of Vegan Business Tribe since our really early days. So if you are maybe just thinking about setting up a limited business and you need some advice, or if you want someone who can help you be more efficient with your tax, but that also shares your vegan ethics, and that makes such a difference, then Vegan Accountants is the account 
accountant that we use at Vegan Business Tribe. So this is a personal recommendation, not just a sponsor ad. And again, you can find out more at veganaccountants.co.uk. And we really couldn't do what we do to support the vegan business scene without both our sponsors and members. So please do reach out to them and let them know you are a listener to this podcast. Okay, so let's get into our main feature of the episode. So I only actually recorded this session with vegan videographer Damien Shibberus last week. And I was really thankful to Damien for freeing up some of his time as he is extraordinarily busy right now with his work in the vegan scene. But I think you'll agree once you've listened to this, that Damien, he has an amazing story about how he went from having an everyday non-vegan video production company to now being an award-winning vegan filmmaker and working with some of the biggest vegan influencers out there. And to me, Damien's story is the perfect example of what it means to have a vegan business and what happens when you let your business be led by your ethics. So, Damien, it is brilliant to have you here today. How the hell are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks so much for having me, David. This is a real pleasure to be on the podcast. Thank you. That is brilliant. Now, the reason that we are actually talking today is because you've been a Vegan Business Tribe member for over two years now. And in fact, I think you joined us um, probably sometime in 2020. But for you... 2020 was probably a year that you will never forget. It was the middle of a lockdown uh, pandemic here in the UK, but something actually far bigger occurred in your personal life in 2020. So I wonder if you'd be happy just to take up the story of what happened. Absolutely, David. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, 2020 was the most challenging year of my life, as it was for a lot of people. But in January 2020, I was diagnosed with stage three bowel cancer after a precautionary colonoscopy. So you can imagine that takes your wind out your sails a little bit. And um, there's lots of things that happen in the beginning, lots of tests, lots of conversations. I found out that I was going to have a stoma, which was also a massive change. Um, And then I had the surgery in about March 2020. And then about a week after I came out of surgery, out of hospital, um, we went into a pandemic and everything changed. So it was it was super challenging in that respect as well. And I know that during the time when you're going through something like that, you get a lot of time just to sit around and, and kind, of, kind of think about your choices in life, don't you? Absolutely. There was three months of recovery. There was three months of chemo. There was five weeks of radiotherapy. So it took me right through nearly the whole of the year, probably the end of September, it all ended. So I got a lot of time thinking specifically during chemo. I spent a lot of time in bed. You sleep in, you're quite motion sick, so you don't even want to watch anything. So yeah, you just think about everything. And it was, in a way, I guess it was a good space to be able to think about the future with the world changing. And I'd turned vegan in January 2018 with Veganuary, which is a great initiative. And I'd been vegan up to then just over two years. And I'd filmed for restaurants, I'd filmed, you know, meat products, I promoted things indirectly and and I saw them as objects. I tried to detach myself that they were like real lives, you know, souls, um, you know, living things. So I, I managed to to do that. But while I, I lied there, you know, quite ill, not even knowing, it was parts of 2020 that I didn't know how long, you know, how, how far it spread, how, you know, could it shock my lifespan, lots of different things. So you really do some soul searching. And I literally just one day, I can't remember what day it was, and I just went, I don't think I can do this anymore. I can't film me. I can't be part of it. It just doesn't feel right. I was very scared, but we'd kind of lost everything anyway. All the work had stopped. So it, it felt like a low risk. And I just kind of made a decision there. And then I can't be involved in any of this and, and kind of made decisions going forward um, with that in mind, really. And that's a really important thing to talk about, because I think a lot of the time people think if they're going to have a vegan business, that it's got to be about food. They've got to make some you know, food or drink for people to sell. But a lot of our Vegan Business Tribe members, they actually started a vegan business because they wanted to use the skill sets that they'd already developed and sometimes, you know, developed over a really long career sometimes. And they wanted to use those skills to move a vegan cause forwards. And so that was the same with you because I think quite often you can have a bigger impact if you use the skills you've already got rather than just saying that you're going to, you know, start again from scratch and maybe make vegan Mars bars or something. Absolutely. I think it was about the summer of 
Yeah, summer of 2020, I started doing product videos during chemo. You're very up and down. So there's some days you can manage things and other days you can't. And I just started kind of practicing. I was watching lots of YouTube videos. And and even though I didn't branch out into that, it gave me an, an outlet. And it also created a little bit of attention from some businesses that just wanted to take advantage of it. And there I was able to say, right, it's a magazine. I can do a magazine. It's It's not directly vegan, but accidentally vegan. I'm going to work for them. Oh, actually, these people want me to promote, um, you know, a meat product. No, j- just no. It, you know, I can't deny it did hit me in the pocket. I lost a n- number of regular clients. Um, they kind of understood with the progression and they knew where my heart was and they knew about the ethics. Um, but probably year 2020, certainly like for everybody, was was not a very lucrative year at all. But I didn't know at the time, but it was the beginning and genuinely straight up, it was the beginning of something really amazing. But I didn't know that then. And, and you know, here we are three years, nearly three years later and, and things are going very well. So that's interesting that you didn't actually decide at that point that you were going to veganize for business. You just decided that you were only going to work with things which, which aligned more ethically with your own ethics. Absolutely. Yeah, it was based on that, really. It was my heart, my heart for the animals. And I'm like, even though I'm not selling, you know, meat products or something like that, if I if I work for a restaurant and they have meat on the table and I'm making that meat look really cool or really like someone really wants to eat it, really desirable, then I'm part of the cog in the wheel and I shouldn't be part of that. So it was really based on that that I said, right, I, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. And need to do something new. But the, the new thing was just say no to those jobs and say yes to the people who, who were either accidentally vegan or vegan. But it did take me a long time to get what I would call like proper fully vegan clients. It, it might have been another year till that was happening. So you did get the all clear with the bowel cancer as well? Yes, I did. Yeah. I mean, of course, we can talk about that. I, I finished the treatment at the end of September 2020. Um, they couldn't do any immediate tests. They had to kind of wait and see. So I think it was March 21. Ugh, probably one of the best moments of my life. Um, I can probably talk about it without getting emotional, but it was very emotional when the lady caught, we were waiting for the tests and the lady called and oh, waiting for those calls. Is, oh, it's really, really challenging. I can't deny that. But anyway, I got this call and it's like, yeah, she kind of delivered the news. I was like, can you just repeat that to me again? Because some of the medical reports have lots of big words. Um, and yeah, it was like, yes, you're all clear. It's as good as it can be well done kind of thing. And and yeah, we had a lovely celebration that day. And, and and then from then, don't get me wrong, there's always challenges and you get tests every year and you get little scares. But since then, it, it has definitely been on the up. Fantastic. So, so th- this was a real, you know, key moment in your life. And, and I guess the question is, so this is a journey and it's a business journey as well. So you had these skills. You were already, you know, a very talented videographer. When you first joined us, I saw your work and it was absolutely phenomenal. You know, what you could do to, to make a drinks can or something like that look exciting and almost, almost dance off a page was brilliant. So you had these filmmaking skills. You decided that you were going to start, you know, turning down the things that didn't align with your ethics. But what did you actually do to move towards actually veganizing your company? Did you decide that you're actually going to go out there and try and find vegan companies to work with maybe? It was it was really that. I mean, really, I, because we were confined a lot during that time and obviously through the treatment, I, I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn as a lot of people did. That's how I found Lisa. And I was like, She's got something going on. I don't know what it is, but I just got this hunch. Like she's quite, she seems quite well connected. And I think that was a similar time when you were first starting the vegan business tribe. And I kind of jumped in, you know, really good price. And I met a few people and I was like, this is, this is really cool because I've got the support of other vegans. Um, so I did some business clinics and that really helped as well. But what the, 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 really the decisions I made was to make sure that I didn't work for clients who were any way um, involved in, in animal products whatsoever or in that industry and really look for those vegan clients. But like I said, they didn't always come easily because I'd been used to certain, you know, work and certain conditions. My, maybe I overpriced some of the smaller businesses, things like that. And I wanted to work with them. So I did work on my prices with things like that. And eventually, slowly, slowly, you know, Vossages, I'm not sure if you're aware of them. I worked for them last year. Superb couple, young couple, really vibrant, going to do some amazing things, already are doing some amazing things. And then slowly you just build those connections and then one thing leads to another and maybe you try a little bit more LinkedIn and try not to be over salesy, but it's just nice to have conversations. And when people realize that you really genuinely care, they might start to maybe favor you over other relationships, you know, if it's a vegan based product or business or service. 
And that's such an important lesson to learn as well, because I think many people do find out really quickly when they say we're going to go out there and just work with vegan businesses is that usually vegan businesses have no money. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's how we actually started Vegan Business Tribe. In the early days, you know, my, you mentioned Lisa, um, my wife there. Myself and Lisa, we were consulting with these big non-vegan brands about how to enter the vegan marketplace. And we were having to take the money that we were earning from them and putting that into starting Vegan Business Tribe. And, you know, Lisa used to call it our, our, our Robin Hood exercise. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, like I said, it, it was a very supportive. Um, I'm not as present on the group as I would like to be. That's mainly due to my schedule these these days but I've always been part of it and you know without jumping forward other members have put me forward for jobs so they again you know the classic kind of business thing when someone thinks about video production if they think of me then I've done the right thing if your marketing does that it's really amazing but I also was very lucky that you know there's there's a real good core of members that would would tag me in things or do things on slack and say have you seen this and that's how how I led to working with with Joey and that was because of Kaylee as well Absolutely. And just to expand on that, I think that's something that was actually posted in our, in our vegan business drive community hub that, that led to you actually working with Joey Carbstorm. And, and if you've not come across Joey yet, you know, Joey's a, I think he's an Australian, isn't he? He's an Australian vegan activist and he's now based in the UK, but he does a lot of those direct street activism videos that you'll see on social media, you know, really challenging people about their views. Joey's amazing. He's amazing at what he does. He's super passionate. I loved working with him. I learned a lot from working with him. And I think the reason why, um, again, without jumping the gun, that I, I got the opportunities with, with Ed are because I also worked with Joey. So I had a foundation. I learned a lot from Joey, the systems that we use, you know, the the the, the way we would edit, the, you know, from uh, long form to mid form to short form. But it was just really good to be able to get the opportunity and obviously then support someone who is, for me, at, at, at the forefront of, of activism in the UK. And, and that's an amazing thing to be able to do. And I was able to go and film with him as well in Manchester and Bristol. And him and Tarion run an amazing um, you know, unit. And they have other editors, they have a little team, they have, have producers and all sorts of things. So I was just part of that you know, for, for on and off through 2022, really. Yeah. What's it like working with someone like Joey? Because I, I, I have met him a couple of times and he can be as intense in real life as he is in these videos. <laughs> I would say, interestingly, Joey and I are probably sometimes as intense as each other. Um, I would also say maybe working with Ed's probably more suitable for me because he's a lot calmer and he leaves a lot of space. So sometimes editing those conversations is, is a little bit different. But no, Joey's, Joey's super passionate. He's really knowledgeable. He, he's not afraid of anything. He'll go straight in and he'll get involved. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. You know, if, you, if you're walking around with a screen with horrendous footage in a KFC and saying to people, look, this is... This is what your, where your KFC came from. You know, it takes a lot of courage to do that. And, and as much as my, my activism hopefully is helpful or to be able to support those individuals, it's useful. I still think the people doing that are amazing. And, and there's, there's plenty of people doing that. There's people doing it on a low level in the States, in Australia and New Zealand, around the world. And, and I, we need it. And it's really valuable. And slowly and slowly, and maybe it's getting quicker and quicker, they're changing people's minds. They're changing public opinion. And people are being more ethical and they are turning vegan. It's amazing. Absolutely. And, and I know people who have really connected with Joey's kind of really direct approach, you know, about the ethics of veganism, perhaps more than they would about, um, you know, people who talk about uh, the health of the environment side. We need all sorts of different activism to connect with all sorts of different people in the world. But you, just while you're talking about that, you did mention uh, another very famous uh, <laughs> vegan celebrity there, Earthling Ed Winters. So do you want to just tell me, how did that come about? So, so you're already working with Joey. How did you then go to be working with probably one of the world's biggest vegan activists? And, and the, the simple answer is I emailed him. But wow. he, was look, he was looking for someone. Um, so if we, we, we kind of go back to Joey, it was the same kind of thing. He put something on his stories. Kaylee went, check this out. He's looking for someone. The only thing I know, now I've got a lot to say and I've got a lot of words, but what I do know is when you message people who don't have a lot of time, just make it super brief. So it was like three lines, can't exactly remember what I said, probably similar to what I messaged Ed. And again, I sat there, took a deep breath and I'm like, last time I sent an email like this, it changed a lot. I was like, are you ready for this? And you're never ready, let's face it. So I was like, okay. He probably won't even reply, but let's try it. And, and, he, and about a month went by and I was like, okay, that's fine. He's probably found someone else, no worries there. 
And then I just got a message saying, can you talk on Saturday? And I was like, no way, this is, this is unexpected. And sometimes they do, probably do get a lot of people who message them to, to work for them. And I've even seen people to, to work, offer to work for them for free, but they know what they're doing. They know the kind of people they want. And luckily I had the experience. I was able to fit that bill. And then, um, yeah, into the new year, we, we kind of did a trial on, on both our kind of terms that we wanted to. I wanted to check that I could deliver and he was happy, uh, with, with, with my work and, yeah, here we are, what, three, three and a half months later. And yeah, I work for him about two and a half days a week, which is just fantastic. It really is good. Do you find that when you're working with people like um, Earthling Ed and Joey Carbstrong, that when people find this out, they then try and get to those people through you? <laughs> so I, you know, I've had this. So I remember when I posted a, uh, just a photo of myself and Matthew Glover and, and Matt founded, gosh, for January, the investment firm, uh, Veg Capital and, and lots of other things. And sort of within 24 hours, I'd had four separate messages from contacts that I've got asking if I could make an introduction to him. <laughs> is that something that you're having to deal with? I have certainly, certainly with, I would say certainly with Joey Moore. Um, but I think it, to a certain extent, it's fair enough. And there were people that I knew I didn't really get strangers coming to me, but a few people just asked, could you ask him about this or could he promote this or could he do that? But, but I shut it down on the basis that I signed an NDA. So I couldn't really talk about what they agree to and what they don't. It's such a privileged position to be in. And sometimes I wonder how I got here. And then, you know, obviously as we've talked about it, that that's the journey that I took. I think I probably got a bit lucky. I think I was in the right place at the right time. Um, as I probably got some skills that they, that they, are useful to them it appears that way and and at the moment long long may it continue but really the heart of this and let's you know let's not get away from that the heart of this as much as yes it's great to do something positive yes it's great to get paid the heart of this really is with those animals that every day that we can't save and for the ones that we won't save tomorrow it it, it troubles me and i hope one day if i can live long enough we will change public opinion to the point where we can even go after the law and maybe get better conditions or, or, or laws change for these animals, these sentient beings that they deserve so much more. 200 million. That, that's the figure that always sticks with me. 200 million land animals are killed every single day for food. And just because you and I are vegan, it's still going on. You know, you and I have just opted out of it. And, and I think in many ways, just being vegan isn't enough. It's still going on. You have to do something about that 200 million. And I think this gets to the core reason of why I wanted to talk to you today. Because to me, you are the definition of building a vegan business. You used this skill set that you already had. And like you said, it's a really valuable skill set for the movement. You chose a direction. And two years later, here we're now talking about you working with the biggest names in the industry. But that's actually given you a little bit of freedom to work on your own projects too. So tell me about Saved by Jane. Oh, wow. Um, that, that again, it's just something I ch that changed my life. Um, it was as simple as, so I'll try and keep it brief because I'm a very wordy person, as you can probably tell. Um, it was May 21. My, uh, my wife is vegan and my mother is vegan. And I don't really know that many other vegans in person. I really don't but I'm lucky that the core of the family is. And we they'd volunteered at this animal sanctuary and they're like, oh, you really should come along. You'd love it. And I went along and, I, and it was really cool. And went several weeks in a row and then by the summer I decided okay I've got a camera you know I like filming a bit here and there and I went along and did a few shots and I put a little promo together because that's what I was used to doing that kind of thing a minute and a half for the for the the lady who ran it Jane just to put it on Facebook and everyone go oh that's really lovely and I wanted the experience and I did that and then at the same time I'd bought a cinema camera and I was practicing um, little techniques or trying different lighting things. I was trying some vintage lenses, which which are cheap, they're accessible, but really good for filmmaking. I was doing all this kind of stuff and I was building this little library. And one of my friends, Will, who I do a lot of filmmaking with and I've known a very long time, he said to me, why do you make a film? And I was like, what? And he'd made his first, he's made a, a feature film um, about a, a paddleboarder who, who'd circumnavigated the UK and the Brooke of World Records. And he'd never done it before and he just threw himself into it. And he went, come on, I've done that. You could just make a film. Um, so that's how it started. I, I started to put together some of these shots. I was like, okay, what do we need? What's the story here? So Jane didn't really want to do a sit down interview. So I recorded the audio and a disused horse box, like at the sanctuary. And, and the audio is actually really nice because it, it was, I had lots of furnishings. So it sounded okay there. Um, and so I got this 22 minutes together and I started like, deciphering it and I'm like okay that's really good that's a section I like that bit and then slowly it just came together and I kind of sat there one day 
And I hope this doesn't sound so too self-indulgent. I kind of watched it all the way through and I kind of cried at the end. I got emotional with that quote that I'd put at the end, which is really powerful. And I really wanted to kind of say to people, I didn't really want it to be super activist I didn't want it to be super graphic. I didn't want it to be like really in your face, like, ah, oh, don't show me that stuff. Because it, it pushes people away. I kind of wanted to present the beauty that I'd seen at the sanctuary. I wanted to use Jane's voice to represent my heart. And it was like, I'm just going to just, there it is. And then I think it was, I still remember, yeah, the 5th of May, um, 2022. And I just put it out on like LinkedIn and all the platforms, not thinking it really mattered that much to see what people thought. And it went really well after that. <laughs> yeah, it went very well. I mean, I could go on to where it kind of took me and all the things that it kind of meant, but I didn't know, again, I didn't know that was going to happen. And, and really, I wanted to prove to myself I could make a film. And really, again, the animals were just at the heart of that. And what I love about this is this is your transition from being a videographer, which is, you know, the very workmanlike part of, of making moving images and doing promos and things like that, actually into becoming a filmmaker. And you, you, you mentioned there about where this has led. And I know this has really snowballed. Uh, the film um, Safe by Jane, it's got selected for a number of film festivals. And I think every time I see the poster, it's got more awards plastered across the top of it. <laughs> Thank you, David. Um, it's, I found it quite overwhelming a little bit. But again, it was Will. Will was pivotal. So I made the film and I put it out online and he was like, why did you send it to festivals? And I was like, well, what, what's the point of that? How, what's that? What does it mean? What, does it, what happens? And he kind of showed me this platform, Film Freeway, phenomenal platform where you access probably about 10,000 festivals across the world. Wow. So, so, so it's brilliant. Some are free, some you submit, some you pay money, some are a lot of money, some are small amounts of money. Some can lead to Oscar nominations or Academy, you know, really crazy stuff when you see it. Netflix approved or IMDb approved. Or this really cool little world that I kind of was let into. And then, you know, filmmaking is different to videography. It's a lot more controlled and, and it probably takes a lot longer over, over time. And really you need to capture the heart of the story. Whether Saved by Jane really does that, that I'll let the viewers be the, be the judge of that. But it served me very well. It's on Waterbeg, ended up on Unchained TV. Um, I had lots of messages from people around the world thanking me and Jane, thanking Jane for amazing work, thanking me for making the film. And people then said I showed it to my dad or I showed it to my uncle or my cousin. And I'm just like reading these messages it was just really overwhelming. All of that, you know, selfishly, I set out to just prove something to myself. Could I do it? Um, and then that planted a seed and me and Will, our, our relationship has grown. And, and I think the dream now on top of everything else is going on is, wouldn't it be amazing to be able to monetize making films, but the veganism and the content and the purpose has to come before the money. And maybe it's easy to say that when you're, when you're employed, um, you know, more regularly, but that's a, that's a new thing and something I'm really, really enjoying, really enjoying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing we always say at Vegan Business Tribe is you can do far more good in the world if you are making a profit than you will ever do if you are making a loss. And I think a lot of the time, vegans struggle with the concept of making money. But any business you have, it has to be financial, uh, financially sustainable because if it's not, you just can't keep doing that business. You will just burn out. And so, you know, obviously this has had quite a big impact on you. But can I ask, what difference has it made to Starfield Farm Sanctuary as well? So I think mon monetary, from a monetary perspective, we got lots of donations. So rather than ask for anything... Um, I think initially we put the film out and when I realized it was going quite well, I was like, why don't we set, set up a Patreon? Why don't we set up some proper channels where I've got nothing to do with anything? It comes through those channels and we'll just use the, it seems to be going well. Let's kind of almost like use the film and predominantly water bear come in here, which are, which are, um, I would describe them as like um, an environmental Netflix. Um, it's free to sign up. I'm not like plugging it. It's a really cool platform. They've been very, very supportive. And what they allowed us to do was a, like a click through to donate. So it's on there. I think I signed a contract. No money changed hands. I signed a contract for like, they can have it for three years. So I think at the end, the last 30 seconds, a little donate box comes up. And the response certainly within the first month of that was phenomenal. And I, yeah, we, I don't know an exact figure, but, but we raised a lot for the animals care and things like that. So it made a difference to her there. And obviously the messages and things like that she was getting through, she was very overwhelmed. And, you know, you'd get these, these donations through and sometimes it'd just be a one line and saying, thanks for what you do for the animals. And sometimes people had written a lot more and you just get this little insight into this world that I also see in comments of like Joey's content or Ed's content or anyone like that. You see that insight into people saying, do you know what? 
this video changed my 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 opinion or these videos changed my opinion and it's just like i keep saying it's just in a phenomenal position it's been a whirlwind of a year i would say 2022 is one of the best years of my life after saying 2020 was one of the worst so you know if i can encourage anyone who might be listening to this who is in a really difficult situation a really dark place like a lot of things are temporary you can work through them not everything you know sadly there's some things that can't be fixed but you know, it's, it's always worth persevering with and you just sometimes really never know what life is going to throw at you because it can deliver you some, some real gems. Well, just taking up that point then, and I think what you were saying about film's been so important for the vegan movement, when you talk to so many different people about their vegan journey, they will credit a film with being the turning point of when they turn vegan. They might have watched Dominion, they might have watched something like Game Changers, but it is such a powerful medium. But just talking about the idea of, of opportunities and maybe giving advice to people as well. Uh, as I said, you are a blueprint for building a vegan business. And if I get someone coming to me, especially a service-based business, saying that they want to transition to being a vegan business and they don't know how to do it, I always say, go look at Damien Shapiro's from Shortstop Video. So so looking back now over these last, you know, and it's only been a couple of years, if you could send a message back in time, what advice would you be telling yourself about how to veganize your skill set or business? I think that is a good question. I think I would say patience is really important. Like time is your ally. That's a Tom Hanks thing. So I'm stealing that time is your ally, like good and bad. It's quite a, an interesting one. And it worked really well with cancer. Um, I think it's it's tough to put your ethics before everything because if it's you in the pocket and you have certain responsibilities that's really really frightening i was very lucky that that more recently we haven't had large overheads at the time i was living in like a one bedroom flat through the pandemic which wasn't the best but you know the overheads were low so we didn't have you know a lot of debt and a lot of loans and things like that obviously certain businesses need a little bit more money to set up than others um i think leading with your ethics is is quite frightening and i think there are some people who've probably tried to do it and maybe it hasn't worked but i would also say you've got to take some risks and if you've got a real heart for the animals i feel like eventually it breaks through i think putting your heart on the line a little bit is maybe necessary without being too dramatic and people see that for what it really is and maybe give you opportunities off the back of that especially if you've got you know a, a usable skill set and I think having a vegan business, it is a journey. And it's just like when people become vegan. You know, very few people just click their fingers and become vegan overnight. You know, uh, we mentioned earlier that people might watch a documentary and say that turned them vegan. But why were they watching that documentary in the first place? You know, there was a whole journey that led to them even, you know, putting that on. And, you know, nobody sits at home and says, let's, let, let's watch a film about, uh, about cows getting slaughtered in the dairy industry tonight. You know, so, so th there is a whole journey. And it's the same when you're building a vegan business as well. It's not a case that most people just decide, I'm having a vegan business and change overnight. It is that progression. It's that learning. It's that slow movement. It's sorting out your finances sometimes. I know so many people who have gone and got part-time jobs or they've got very low stress jobs just so that they could then build up a vegan business on the side so they're, they're, you know there's so many different things you can go through but just finally let's end this session by just saying what is next for Damien Shabiris oh it's 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 brilliant and, and I I want to say this really humbly because if you'd have spoke to me like four months ago I might have gone oh the film went well but I don't know went well but I don't know what I'm going to do next and then you know Ed popped up and, and that's changed a lot with the association with Ed, I have been given some opportunities, um, which I want to take them all, but I have to be realistic about what I can deliver because I don't want to put myself under pressure. And I also don't want my work for other people to ever be jeopardized or suffer. So there's kind of that in mind. The filmmaking um, it is just a passion project. So I look for stories wherever I can find them. Jane fell into my lap. It was already there and I made it. Then I made a film with Will um, about a cold water swimmer who manages her mental health. And she had, sadly had a terminal husband. So that was a, another subject very close to my heart. And then I was after this guy, the story that we're going to start on Monday, a guy called Paul Ude, who is an 85-year-old vegan ultramarathon runner. And this guy lives an hour away from me. I'm so glad it was only an hour. Um, I mean, I'll let the film kind of probably tell the story, but I think it's okay to say that he has ambitions of doing um, six ultramarathons this year. He'd like to do 100 ultramarathons before he's 100. So that's a 15-year doc. So yeah, that's going to take a while. So, I, you know, we're not making it to tell the whole story, but certainly we'll make a short. We'll see if we can maybe then get some funding for a feature. 
I think there's a lot there. He's an incredible man who does these amazing things for the animals and kind of within the world. But it, underlying issue is it's his veganism that allows him to do it. And I want to see what he's got to say about that. And anyone who can run, he, he did have an injury. So I think his next ultra is going to walk it. Anyone who walks 50K in a day, that's hardcore anyway. And this guy's running at 85. I mean, that speaks for itself. I'd really like the storytelling to be really, really, really good. Um, I want it to look as beautiful as it can, but, but most importantly, that it communicates the right message. And I think rather than going for something that is more in your face and more graphic and a little bit more angry, I prefer the route of a bit more gentle. And, and if you don't mind me saying like beautiful, that's, that's what lies at the heart of what I try and do is I want people to see something beautiful that maybe they might go, oh, then maybe I want to do that too. Or actually maybe those pigs do deserve more, or maybe I shouldn't have that lamb. Um, I'd really like to be able to plant lots of seeds and some other people who've messaged me, you know, they said, maybe Save by Jane did that. And it was worth everything that I did for that. No money at all. It doesn't matter if, if we're making this movement grow, if we're pushing it forward, if we're going to change the world without being over the top, if we're really going to do it, then we just need to keep going and keep going. And I'm dedicating my life to it a hundred percent, whatever happens, this is it. I'm in this for life. And it's an amazing movement to be part of. Well, talking about beautiful, Damien, I cannot think of anyone more beautiful than yourself. So thank you for giving us your time. You've inspired so many people, not just with your own uh, filmmaking, but with your, your own personal story as well. In fact, we, you know, we even wrote about you in Vegan Food and Living magazine last year. So if thank somebody you. does want to know more about you or maybe to reach out and, and just send you a message, you know, where do they go? How, how can they get in touch? My business name is Short Stop Video. So on all the platforms, if you just put that in, you'll probably find it. If you Google my name, you'll probably find the film. Saved by Jane is the film. Um, film Freeway, there's a profile on there. So yeah, lots of different channels. And on LinkedIn, it's just my name, Damien Chivaris, which you'll always have a good time spelling. And just because um, you're too modest to say it yourself, I'm sure also if anybody wants to help fund these kind of projects and anybody, anybody wants to back some of the film working, uh, the filmmaking work you're doing, I'm sure you'd be happy to have those conversations too. A 100%, absolutely. I suppose that's the dream to monetize a vegan film, but I'd always make it clear that that's not the motivation. I get, I've got my day job, I've got my paid clients, it's absolutely wonderful, um, but I would never say no to some funding, to some connections, to, to, to any anybody who can kind of give you uh, an opportunity. And thanks for what you and Lisa have done for the group, people like myself, other business owners. It can be a lonely place, it can be a scary place, but it's been... Um, you know, a, a community that I've been able to just lean on at times of like difficulty or what do you think about this? And everybody's being able to do that. And I think, yeah, I think what you've built is really solid and long may that continue. And I just loved that session with Damien. I think you could tell it was becoming a little bit of a, a vegan loving at the end there, but he is truly an inspiration of how you can align your career and how you can make money with your ethics and if you want to see the video version of that session then that's just been added to the more than 60 other masterclasses that we've now got on the vegan business tribe website in our members only vegan business academy and i would love to see you over there if you've not yet signed up to be part of vegan business tribe yet and when you sign up as a full member and at the moment it's only 18 pounds 99 and that's uk pounds £18.99 a month, but you get full access to all our member-only content and our courses to help you grow your vegan business, but you also get access to our networking meetups on Zoom and our live business clinics that we run, and you also get to be part of our community hub, and that's where you can link up with other vegan business owners just like you. You can ask our community a question, you can share your wins. And you can even message me direct if you've got a question or you need help. So just head over to veganbusinesstribe.com. Click on that big join button on the homepage if you're not already a member. And if you are 
a member, and I, I don't mention this enough, but you can also get free membership if you introduce a friend to Vegan Business Tribe. So when you log into the member dashboard on the website, you will see a link to our Refer a Friend form, and you can use that to gift people a completely free trial membership of Vegan Business Tribe. And if they take up the offer using that link that the form sends them, then we'll add a free month to your account too as a thank you. Now, no, don't go just yet. I know we're nearly at the end, but I've got one more thing to share with you. Now, I mentioned earlier about an invite to one of our online events that I wanted to tell you about at the end. Now, we do run a lot of events at Vegan Business Drive, and they are usually for members only. But we've got coming up a completely free event in two weeks' time that we're running with Matali from The Vegan Publisher on how to become a published author. Because becoming a published author, and we've talked about this a number of times on the podcast, it is a brilliant way to open doors for your business and position you as the thought leader in your industry. And Matali... She's going to teach us all how to do it. We are almost completely booked up on this session, but we might add in a few more places. I'm not sure how many people you can have on one Zoom session at a time, but it is on Wednesday, the 10th of May, 2023 at 4pm UK time. And we're on BST or British summertime at the moment. So just to repeat that, that's Wednesday, the 10th of May, 2023 at 4pm BST. And that works out at 8 a.m. Pacific or 11 a.m. Eastern for our U.S. listeners. And if you're listening to this before the 10th of May 2023 and you do want to join us on that completely free event, then you do need to book a place. So just head to the website, click on the events tab, and you'll be able to read more about the event and grab yourself a virtual seat. Or if you want to go direct to the page, just go to veganbusinesstribe.com forward slash events. So that is it for episode 100 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast. Yes, I can't believe we've got here either. And remember, this is a two-way street. I always love getting messages and suggestions about what you'd like to hear next on the podcast. I get most of our ideas for these podcast episodes from our Vegan Business Tribe members and the questions that you ask in the community hub. We've also had a few people asking if we're going to start creating a video version of this podcast. Well, I do warn you there's a reason that i prefer to do podcasting than videos my face is far better suited to a podcast let's just say but that is something that we are investigating too it just means i'm gonna have to make myself a bit more presentable before hitting the record button here in the studio just before we finish to mention our sponsors again that is vegan accountants here in the uk who you can see at veganaccountants.co.uk Matali from the vegan publisher who you can find at TheVeganPublisher.com and then Karen from Mad Promotions, the vegan PR agency, who you can find at mad-promotions.com. So thank you so much for listening. I know we have members who have listened to every single of these 100 episodes. And if that's you, I give you the biggest high five possible. But we've also got other members who are slowly working their way through the back catalogue from these last couple of years. But myself and Lisa, and now little baby Arwen too, we appreciate each and every one of you. Everything we do is for you. And we could not do it without you. So I will definitely see you on the next one.